Biomodded, the Nerd Weekly Video Game Podcast. On this week's episode, we'll go over Splinter Cell potentially coming back and our favorite music and video games. But first, I'm Ben. I'm Will. And I'm Andrew. What's and up? Hi, Andrew. <laughs> you haven't played much, so hey, Will, what have you played lately? Well, uh, so I decided to get a PlayStation emulator. I, I like the original PlayStation on my computer. Mm, nice. And I've decided that I'm probably going to try out like one JRPG that I haven't played before. Because uh, there's a lot that I missed back in the day. So and there's gonna, a ton of JRPGs. There on. are. And there are uh, many available on the internet. Yeah. Which is legally. <laughs> and the first one I tried was probably the worst one that I could do. Uh, oh. Brigadine. I've heard about is, that. Yeah, it's it, it was like it's a strategy RPG, um, a lot of tactics involved. I thought, oh, this looks pretty cool. But it's funny when you go back in the day and like tutorials aren't a thing. Mm-hmm. And like I'm literally like I just see a bunch of dialogue back and forth. It's like this this frozen screen on a map and then you just see like the character boxes uh, mm-hmm. with like a, a picture and then a bunch of text and they're just like talking back and forth and like I don't know who these people are what this is about and then it, you finally gain control and it's just you're on this like world map with nothing explained you can go and scroll you have like six cities and you're trying to like band together with people on like the outskirts of of the continent and all team up against like the people in the middle but you have no idea how to do that and I think I got into one battle and realized I screwed everything up because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and there was nothing to explain how or why or what. And so I, after about an hour, I just decided that was my experience and I will move on to the next one. It reminded me of uh, uh, XCOM, the original XCOM. Yeah. So I was playing Enemy Unknown and really loving it. So I was like, hey, I'll go back and see what this original game is like. Oh. And it just drops you in and gives you no instruction. And I'm like, I don't know what half of these buttons do. And then they set a timer. Yeah. You're just like, you're going to die in 10 minutes, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. But I downloaded like a whole bunch of them. So that I kind of spent my time doing that rather than playing them. But I've got some on my them. list. Yeah. The ones that I already own, of course. <laughs> yeah. Naturally. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've got, um, what's on my list? There's, I played Tales of Destiny back in the day. I didn't play the second one, though. I got Legend of Mana, which I never played. It's a good one. Um, I, I played all the way through the Secret of Mana on the Super Nintendo. Mm. But, yeah, I got a lot lined up. The other thing that I played uh, also unsuccessfully was uh, I, I was Facebook advertised the magic the gathering arena which is oh, free online. on their site and so i was like all right i'm a sucker i don't have to buy the cards i'm just gonna enjoy it digitally and i think it's it's still in beta form mm-hmm. um yeah. it crashed my browser multiple times <laughs> and when i finally got it to work i lost like a network connection twice and I also had to go through a very slow, monotonous tutorial teaching me the very basics of Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. which I have played extensively. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, I spent like, again, like an hour of all this nonsense and was like, okay, I'll come back later. Like, 
I haven't written it off completely because it's still got that beta name attached to it. But I think mm, just like Fortnite, there's Magic. The, <laughs> there's Magic the Gathering online, which is, I believe, something you can download. Is that the like on the Xbox? No, on the PC. Okay, it's like a separate game. Yeah, okay. it's what it originally was, and then they decided to introduce this new arena thing that's essentially the same, but not. As yeah, good. I, I, so. I mean, I think their tactic is just to get people baited into the game because once you're in you never get out never get out unless you um yep you cut yourself completely off it's kind of like the mafia (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's actually what i was told when i first i I walked into this game card shop yeah uh in in chehalis and was like (laughs) just straight up like hey I'd like to get into Magic the Gathering, and I don't know what I'm doing. Ooh, and he's and like, he rubs his hands together. I'm sorry. Excellent. Once you're in, you're never, <laughs> you never get out. They are the mafia. That was a. We have a friend who is obsessed with Magic. Yeah. And I remember, tournaments. I remember he was going off on when they announced Arena, and he was like, "Man, just make online better. I don't know why you have to introduce this new." It's weird. Like the first one they made for the Xbox was really good. Planeswalker. Like that's where I learned how to play the game. And then they just kind of kept like tweaking with it and messing it up. And like the first one they did was great. And then after that, it kind of was okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was my experience. So I spent more time downloading things (laughs) than I did actually playing games. You should get Gwent. (laughs) <laughs> is oh that is a standalone isn't it mm-hmm. and it's like there's a whole story with it too like oh a really storyline like a campaign yeah that is kind of yeah down my alley mm-hmm. yeah that's that's it for the games uh, no no madden i this, this week <laughs> no i so it's fantasy football season and i've actually had to spend a lot of time uh replacing a person in my dynasty league and i've also been I get obsessed with studying rookies and box scores and all that. So, hmm. yeah, I'm competitive. Got to win. Re- real life sports. Yeah. Re- fantasy. Everything's real life a game. Sports. Everything's a game. Yeah. Uh, I played Super Smash Brothers yesterday. That was a pretty fun game. What's that? <laughs> uh, no, and then we, on the flip side of that, of like, I didn't play a lot of video games, but I played a lot of board games. And the one that was brand new that I haven't played before was the new Trogdor game, um, which is based off of the Homestar Runner character, Trogdor. And the game is simple, and we played on the hardest difficulty. And, you know, for people that I would say are super good at strategy, uh, annihilated it. I would say <laughs> we, we did a pretty good job. We almost, we were close to losing, but, like, we didn't feel it until we looked at the board at the end we got lucky yeah we did get lucky we played it well but we yes. also fortune smiled upon us yeah it's is a it, short is game it competitive or a cooperative co-op- cooperative yeah uh really the game where the game shines is it spews homestar runner like mm-hmm. it's straight up like what the cards say it, like you can't not say it in strong bad's voice and it's just fun and the minifigs are incredible and I definitely got the Kickstarter version, so I have all these additional minifigs, like of all the nice. Homestar Runner characters. And do they have the little fire pieces in the non-Kickstarter? I version? don't believe so. I think they just have because you're so you're burninating little the villages. Countryside. Yeah, 
and the countryside and thatch roof cottages but when you uh light the the villagers on fire that they have like these little fire hats that you just place on their head they're pretty awesome (laughs) nice uh and then yeah you can there's little things where you can turn the upside the roof of the thatch thatch roofed cottages upside down uh and it's like fire so it's like you burninated it uh and yeah that's the whole point of the game is to burninate everything wait isn't it you play as trogdor oh yeah all of Everybody? us play. Yeah, we yeah. take turns oh, moving huh. Trogdor. And, I thought you play as like villages trying to stop Trogdor. No, no you play as Trogdor. No. Which makes sense. Everyone wants to be Trogdor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the cool things I have from the Kickstarter is I got uh, every single version of Trogdor. And so in the, oh. in the short, he has like, he draws Trogdor and he's like, and now let's look at the others who draw Trogdor. And then like he goes to all the like strong mad and strong sad and they're doing their own versions of trogdor and mm-hmm. i have all those versions and the best is strong mad who's just like a giant stupid person child yeah child uh he's he writes dagron he carves dagron into the desk and that's his version of trogdor and so there's a wooden slab that just says dagron <laughs> carved into it and like that's the version of trogdor <laughs> and it's like so there's there's just so much charm and I wanted to support it. Um, the game's not super complicated, but I do know with the right people it could be really fun, um, especially with like if you have kids. Like it's definitely a, a fun game to play with your kids. But, like the uh, Lord of the Rings board game that uh, my friend got me. Yeah, that's incredibly simple. Yeah, it's like a made for five-year-olds or something like that but it's just full of but it's cool to see yeah lord of the rings uh like old-fashioned art and Mm -hmm. everything like that Uh, i also saw you guys were playing the magic game magic the gathering game no we were talking about it no we we played that a long time ago ethnos and we had such uh an interesting experience that aj We'll never let it go. <laughs> I heard some heated uh, competition I, AJ. I, uh, and he, <laughs> from now on, he's never going to focus on the game. He's going to focus on ruining Andrew. I master, masterfully deceived AJ and ruined his game. Absolutely but sabotaged him. Absolutely sabotaged. Yep. Like, in, in such a humorous way, too. Yeah. Like he fell right into the trap. You fell and into I, my <laughs> trap. And I, and I, as he's I listening him, to this right now, he's just throwing he's, things. <laughs> and I let just, him. I let well, him well, down. Well, he is like really weak-minded, so it makes sense. <laughs> it why was. He would it fall was into so such a perfect. Trap. So like literally, he was. He was going to win. Yeah. He was going to win. That's what it sounded like. And like. I, I convinced him <laughs> to help me go up fight someone and when you help someone fight someone you get you essentially get a victory point if they win yeah and he would have won the game yeah if you had won that battle yes and so i had him come he brought in a ton of stuff he brought him like his best stuff and and then i purposely purposely lost lost. i mean i i did put it in fate's hand but i knew like will was will and jonathan were going to stop him so like they joined in to defend and yeah i threw in one ship like and he threw in a whole fleet. You you played like a card that matches the other absolutely person's card. no. Like you didn't need to play the card. The reinforcement. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he played it so that our attack was exactly the same. same. And Ty goes to the defender. <laughs> he had cards that could beat it. And, and the he beauty, still played that the card. The beauty is 
I had to reveal my nefarious plan because AJ at that moment just thought, oh, we lo- like we just lost. And then I turned to AJ and I was like, it would be sad if you didn't have ships to defend your planet. <laughs> and he, he looks at his board and he literally has like nothing. And he's like, are you kidding me? I was like, ha. he's yeah, there's a whole thing. He spent his whole whole game trying to destroy me. So to yeah. win, like and to his credit, it was to win. But it was, it was a smart decision because yeah. you were had an ability that could just win the game yeah. instantly. Mm-hmm. So. So he stopped. He me was from... kind of the target, and AJ was leading the way in <laughs> in charge against Andrew, and and Jonathan and I were just kind of hitching a ride, and they won. Yep, together they tied, they tied for first. We accepted a, a combo victory, <laughs> and I helped. <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty much it. On the Smash Brothers front, uh, have you tried Hero much? I have not. I actually don't think I've played him once. Uh, we were playing the Hero stage yesterday, hmm. um, and I've. The funny thing is, I'm not a huge Dragon Quest player, so I don't recognize any of the places. Like when we were on the stage, I literally thought it was the Xenoblade we, Chronicles stage. We do uh, only Omega stage. Omega, so, like, so it, it, the they extra all look stuff the same. Yeah, um, but I thought it was the Xenoblade Chronicles stage. And the only reason I knew it was the Dragon Quest is because at one point a little slime like jumps onto the <laughs> stage. I was like, oh, that's a slime. Oh, oh that makes sense. I, was like, I do remember Dragon. seeing that yeah. slime, but I was like, I don't know why that's <laughs> And so, I'm no, I have not tested him out. Destroyed. I've heard he's broken um, because of his critical hit that he can do. He can kill on 0% um, if he gets that. And so there's still debate within the, the yeah. There's still debate within the tourney uh, side of things if he's going to be banned or not, just because it's it is RNG, so like that critical hit will only come up sometimes, mm. um, and so it's just at that point it's um, super unpredictable, and that's where it's mm-hmm. like it's not skill based, and so mm. I played but, him a little bit. And he's interesting, like the, yeah, the down B and then switching two different magic attacks, yeah, like and, a turn based M- not MMO turn based RPG, yeah, is. Very different, and and that he has mana that you have to yep you have to, you have get to manage up. the mana. Yeah. It's hmm. it's definitely a different because Smash That's Brothers really cool. is so chaotic, and to mm-hmm. be able to go like and do that on the fly, yeah, do it on the fly is pretty crazy. And it's kind of like Shulk how Shulk you have his, to change different, which are both RPG forms. JRPG characters. That kind of I don't know reminds me of like Game and Watch has this weird selector thing that you have to flip through. He does. No, he has a B over that is a hammer that has a number at the top. That's the yeah, but that number can change. Yes. it's just random. It's just a random oh, number. Yeah. This this you actually like like a menu appears like a old RPG turn based oh, RPG. Yeah. Why have I not played? Did you <laughs> guys turn him off? No, no. Oh, okay. we, 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 we play random. random. I mean, yeah. just do random. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, and like he'll have different like he'll have Fyra and like Thundera and all oh, these different. Man. Yeah, it's my favorite already. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and that's where he has an one of the magic moves is an insta kill, like essentially. And so, okay. but it the thing Ultima. is the thing is the uh, the spells you can use changes every time you use B down. And so, oh, really? like, it's not okay. a set set. So, like, is it yeah. randomized or do you 
select you select kind of like pokemon trainer almost no no because pokemon trainer isn't it like a you have to go through them yeah you have to go through them you can't go through it creates a drop down that you can move up and down on yeah and select and it gives you four choices but those four choices change every time oh really yeah oh gosh that's so weird yeah and one of the choices is the instant ko (laughs) so well maybe i guess that seems almost in balance because it only pops up every so often and you have yeah, to deal so with the the time it mm-hmm. takes to run through a menu. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. I don't know, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's and that's why is, they're still on the fence. They haven't yeah. just outright banned it. So the movement is weird, weird, janky kind of hmm. just because I'm used to more fast, fluid characters and he's not that way. Especially yeah. when you have a sword. Yeah. Hmm. Which he has a sword. Definitely want to play as him. Yeah. It's just called Hero. Hero. <laughs> I also want to play Dragon Warriors games. Oh, That's the why I original ones? It. Yeah. yeah. I did download uh, Dragon Warriors 7, I want to say, for the PlayStation. I think that's right before. I think Dragon Quest 8 was the first time. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah because Dragon, Dragon Warriors was the original Dragon Quest. Yeah. Um, it was a 1 through 6. Yeah. Like pretty much all of them on the NES. Yeah. I think so. I think 7 came to PlayStation. PlayStation, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I think it went to Dragon Quest Eight. Like Dragon Quest Eight, I think is when it officially changed to Dragon Quest maybe. for everybody. Oh, was it? Because it was yeah. Dragon Quest in Japan, but for some weird reason, we called America it. didn't want to call it Quest <laughs> and call it Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, it's weird. weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. They had that weird. Was it Mystic Quest that was like supposedly a Final Fantasy game, but it was totally not. It was for the Super Nintendo. I had it. I don't know why. <laughs> I beat it. <laughs> On the PlayStation front, uh I think it's Best Buy. They're selling those PlayStation classics for like twenty bucks now. Oh yeah. 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 I don't think they, they have the JRPGs that you're looking no, for. That's the they thing. went way down in price because nobody was buying them. Um uh, yeah, I don't saying I, I think I saw one that was like a Genesis or something. It was like two thousand games. I'm like, I don't I probably only want like one or two of those. <laughs> Yeah, our our dad loved Dragon Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you told me about, <laughs> about. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the game that our brother destroyed. Mm. He ruined the save file for. Your dad was on the couch my, for like yeah. a week yeah. out with an injury or something, <laughs> and all, well, he got like almost all the way right. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, unplugged, ruined, save file corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of fun. Uh, on my end, uh, more Horizon Zero Dawn, like that game. Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss, so good. Mwah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, I hadn't forgotten it, but he comes in so late. But Lance Reddick shows up as himself, like everybody else, like uh, uh, the main actress Ashley. The main character isn't modeled after her, but Lance Reddick's character is like the only character <laughs> oh, in the really? game that looks like him. Every time he game. does a voiceover in a game, it's modeled after him. <laughs> yeah, it's just odd that he's the only one in the game that is modeled after his celebrity appearance. Is he just a, a famous voice actor, or is he do movies uh, as well? He's just in the movie we watched. The guest, the uh, oh really? He's the black. The, uh, oh, that guy. John okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's in yeah John Wick. He's a very distinctive voice. 
And oh, he was in John Wick. Yeah, he's got that wow, he was very different in that movie. Yes, then. I love him in that movie. In those movies, in a show, uh, Fringe. Fringe. That's okay, where I first yeah, I used him. to watch that. Yeah, and he's in Quantum Break. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah, he's in a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's just odd that out of everybody, he was the only one that they uh, did that. Actually, did like yeah. facial capture. Facial for. capture. That's mm. it, and make him look like him. Also, I have a question. Yes. Do any of those, the words in the title come to fruition in the game? Yes. Because every time I hear that name, I'm like... Zero, Zero like, Dawn was a... Um, was, was it like it? the catastrophe it, that started all this or it, something? It was a... Uh, um, uh, um, thinking of the word. Um, <laughs> it, it was like the, the code word for... The thing that kind of started it. Okay. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, Horizon Zero Dawn. It just sounds like a bunch of words someone <laughs> put together. Yeah. <laughs> Another it reminds me of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's just all these. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 subsistence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> You're going to have to ask Kojima because I have no idea. Yeah. Phantom Pain. Yeah. That at least makes sense. That did. Because he's uh, missing his hand. Oh, okay. So it's like Phantom Arm. Yeah. I finally found out that like the Metal Gear Solid 5 that I had been playing was like the offshoot. Oh, Ground Zero? Mission. Yeah. yeah. I was like. Oh, you were playing the prequel. Yeah. Oh, is that a prequel? It's like a, de- mm-hmm. like a demo kind of thing. It's Yeah. It was okay. But I was like, this is what everybody's all hyped <laughs> up about. Like, nope. That was just yeah. one little area. Yeah. Which it was actually still really good. Mm-hmm. Now the Phantom Pain is on Game Pass. And that's a big game. <laughs> it's a very yeah. big game. I'm always scared to like open world start because game. I have to I have to dive in completely and mm-hmm. I have other things. So pressing things, I did yes. see well I I may have not played a lot of games, but I did watch someone play a game this week. So I've <laughs> I've watched you play Odyssey, uh, but every time I do, I'm like, oh, this seems like normal Assassin's Creed stuff. You're on the horse. You know, you're fighting people. I was watching Ben Schultz, or my friend Ben Schultz, play Odyssey, and he has, like, glowing boots and swords, and he's, like, jumping off of, like, buildings and, like, landing, and he's, like, he's, like, disappearing and reappearing. I was like, I was like, what in the, like, you have, like, god powers, and he's like, yeah. And I was like, ooh, what? And like, he's like, yeah, I have all these special items that are making me. I was like, whoa, this is insane. He's like, yeah. I also haven't gotten too really far. far. Like, yeah. I've been doing a lot of side yeah. stuff. So and he's the like, main story. I was yeah, like, where probably, are it you? It gets really weird. He's like up in the sky. And mm-hmm. I was like, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm in Elysium. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like fighting Titans. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. And the expansion. Uh, does Atlantis stuff? He, yeah, and I was just like, this was way more sci-fi-ish looking than I. Like, yeah, it uh, gets that. I way. fought a Minotaur. Okay, so yeah, it gets pretty weird. Yeah, but still stays true to Assassin's Creed lore, which was cool. I was wondering how they're going to do it, and when I beat the Minotaur, I was like, oh, okay, cool, because uh, I'm still getting through Odyssey or not uh, Origins, Origins, which. I wanted more of the Egyptian kind of like it. They do an incredible job making it feel like Egypt, but 
I thought they were going to bring more in the the mystical side of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And they, so far, they, anything they that, that was like godlike was man-made. They did that at, with the DLC, and I think that's what kind of opened the door for, for them Odyssey to start doing it in Odyssey. Yeah, I want to. I need to do the Pharaohs. I really like Pharaohs Tomb. I like Greek more. Yeah, like I just love the the whole world where it's like crumbling and not decrepit, but just like falling into disrepair. These giant Colosseum areas. Well, I've just found with a lot environment. of Egyptian stuff is there's a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas with Greeks, you're not sacrificing as much. <laughs> just drinking a lot. Yeah. And I also uh, started up Layers of Fear 2 last night. Okay. And man, that game. Fun. I love those games. La- layers? Layers of Fear 2. Oh, I have not heard of and, such. Uh, the first one was interesting. You're in that this house uh, being haunted by... A painter? Yeah, you're a painter being haunted by your past. And through the chapters, you kind of piece together that maybe you weren't a very nice guy <laughs> and you may have done something very horrible and you're being haunted by that. And the ending is different depending on how you play. Like it could mm. be really, really bad or it it could, I think there, there could have been a redemption for your character mm. at the end. <laughs> and uh, this one is set on a boat, like a liner, a big liner, and you're an actor getting into a role and being haunted by something and there's a stow a little girl and boy stowaway that are also haunting you along the way and there's little homages and easter eggs to movie history Hmm. like i looked through this porthole and i saw like the the rug from the shining movie with the little tricycle and Hmm. at one scene there was pretty much the the old metropolis black and white Hmm. silent film like it looked exactly like that and then uh, I picked up this hammer, and it had "old boy" written in the hammer nice. side. Oh, just geez. little little homages here and there. It's pretty cool. But yeah, lots of jump scares, lots of mannequin kind of mannequin. They're kind of like robot automaton mannequin Do you get creatures. No, you cool. you run. <laughs> I get uh, at run least you, at least you run. No, you just run. Oh, you can run though. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like like in the first one, there pretty much wasn't like there's a creature that can kill you, but you it you really just had to face it and it kills you and then it goes on. In this one, there is like a mannequin mutant creature that chases after you and okay. you will have to checkpoint, restart if it gets you. You have to like run, close doors behind you and keep running to get away from it. I cannot stand those types of games. At least I want to confront. <laughs> you want to confront. Well, I, I'm the same way, but I at least like it when they give you the running option, where it's, or do you just walk? No, you you it? can okay. run. You can shift. I I hate it when it's a like, oh, you can only walk. So it's, it's pretty like, much just like just keep holding forward. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, this is boring. Why am mm. I? It's more like, a, did you play Call of Cthulhu? Mm-mm. Oh, there was a, a section in that where you're running from these fish guys and closing doors and pulling the lock on and then like moving dressers in front of the doors mm, and mm. super intense. And I think Outlast did that also had a couple sections kind of like that. I it's can only play those very, games for like 30 minutes. Very nerve wracking, but kind of fun ish. But uh, I'll be interested to see where the end of the story goes because the end of the first one was interesting. And they're doing Blair Witch. Yeah. Right? 
Yep, Blair Witch. Which looks very Blair Witchy. Yes. Excited for that. I also played uh, a demo for an RPG that I forgot to write down and I can't remember the name of, but it... Yusaji? Yamako? Omaki? Own no Oni Oni Nico or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't too it's far. It's uh, <laughs> Tamahaka. It, it's a Japanese RPG maker. The the company that did uh, Senua's Sacrifice and the other one that okay. nobody liked. Uh, but this one seems interesting, and uh, it like somebody s- uh, explained it that it's kind of like a spiritual successor to Chrono Cross, and I kind of get that. Oh, and Chrono it's, Cross. Yeah, Chrono Cross. That game, that's the good one, right? Like, no, no, Chrono no, no, no trigger, the good one. trigger, one. trigger, yeah. trigger, and it's the the story is no way a spiritual successor, kind of successor in any way is good enough for me, except for like, Chrono Cross, kind of like <laughs> combat. Yeah, game was not good. combat, not story wise, because story wise it's it's funny. It does a interesting balance between being cutesy, like Square Enix RPG look, but its material is very dark. Where it's a society that has figured out how to uh, move on after death and go into another body. Oh. And their whole society is built around, like, it's fine that you're dying. It's like they they have Mm. to fill out, like, paperwork, like, to get assisted suicide just to move on to the next body. And Mm. if you, like, you can't be sad about, like, your parents dying or something... Or they'll be stuck in this other realm, and you play a character that can go into the other realm and help out those that are that have uh, unfinished business that are stuck in this limbo world. What platform is this on? Uh, I think it's on all of them. Like you can get the demo for free on PS4, maybe is, Xbox. Is it uh, and Switch? Is it like a a pixel like a uh, no it's um like 3d would it be like if you played any of the final fantasy remakes the one through six it's kind of like that a little bit okay so it's like, like little, little 3D, chibi but it, it's little chibi characters kind of a, a 3d uh imagination of, mm, of like the like, uh 16 bit 8 bit mm, which when did this come I'm, out i'm hit or miss it's not out yet like oh, the not... demo is just oh, released. Okay. Awesome. And yeah, I'm, I'm hit or miss on the look. Like, eh, yeah. yeah. Like, there's not much detail, and they're little like little cheapy characters. It's yeah. what saddened me about the their re-release of the Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Like it just it ruined, kind of yeah yeah took which, away which the, ones the aesthetic. It was like one through six. They re-released okay. them in with like an updated art style. You mean like way back when or on like the ds or uh, it was around that time yeah, yeah it was around the time they released the a ton on steam okay yeah. i had i think it was like final fantasy 3 not that was uh, a 3d one yeah, yeah not the japanese but uh yeah they act well uh, the actual three japanese three yeah, yeah not six. First time it ever came over to the u.s yeah and it was uh uh it was on it's on ds i think i still have it it was mm-hmm. okay yeah. Um, but yeah, they did that with like a lot of them. I mean, they released like the Final Fantasy anthology, mm-hmm. and the PlayStation and Chronicles, and um, yeah, I I don't, I mean, I don't really know if it's any better, because like, I I mean, I played those games on an emulator, so uh, 
I just like the pixel aid, the pixel art that yeah. they had for the originals. Like it just, the original. it, yeah, it kind of misses the special, special something uniqueness. Yeah, uniqueness. So did they try to um, kind of three Dify it a little bit? Because like a lot of people are making games where it's like that sixteen uh, bit pixel art, but it's a lot more cleaned up. No, this is like straight up three D. Like oh, it on is, a 3D okay. realm, but gotcha. it's a fixed camera over overhead. I see. Is it uh, like third person? Yeah, third person pulled way back. Okay. Does it move in like a three-dimensional plane or is it in two? two yes, it's, it's three-dimensional plane, but you can't move the camera, okay. turn the camera around. So it's just fixed on you. Um, Interesting. Diablo-ish. Yeah. But more I don't 3D. Know if I can... I would try it. <laughs> it's it, the the story alone is really dark and interesting. Yeah, and you you uh to battle you have these demons which are people that uh, have gone so long in limbo with uh, unfinished business that they become these evil spiritual things that will help you battle, and you can <laughs> upgrade you upgrade them, and then while you're upgrading them, you start unlocking like their backstory and figuring out. Oh, that's kind of cool. And like. You're 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 a special. There's a name for the people that you are, but they've never figured out the backstory of these people, so they've never been able to free the demons. But maybe you can do that. Are they kind of like the summons in traditional Final Fantasy? No, it's actually like that's your mm, combat. No, you do have a sword, but they add to your combat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're kind of like that. They're they're not party members. No, kind of. It's odd. Yeah. You select them and then you can add special moves that they do to your uh four symbol. Okay. Sounds like buttons. Xenoblade Chronicles. Maybe. Yeah, cuz you cuz your weapons are like alive. Yeah. And then kind of. like oh, you okay. use them cuz you do have a sword, but yeah. then they they, add on, they add on to it. Yeah, that's a weird game because it's like the creator of that game is just like Super fan service, so all the females are, you know, JRPG well, well anime. clothed and yeah, very super modest. Well and the funny thing is, I think they have one scene where it's like the girls wearing almost nothing in like the Arctic, and the, <laughs> and the guy and the guy is wearing like a snowsuit and everything. <laughs> and my friend, his wife was like, "What is? Why? Like yeah. seriously?" Like and, showing and her midriff. He goes. He goes. Well, she's a weapon, so she doesn't need clothes. <laughs> like, like literally, she's not an actual being that feels anything. She is a like a living weapon of sorts that turns. <laughs> she turns into a sword, like, and that's. Huh. And yeah, right. And and, and, and quiet, and so, quiet can't wear clothes because she breathes through her skin. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> and no one's definitely attracted to that sword. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the the funny thing is, like, that's the main character's sword. And so I know there's people out there. They're like, "Oh, so all the weapons are just females?" And it's like, "Oh no, the only the main one. Uh, well, the, only the main one is like there's okay. animal ones, and then there's like dudes as well that become swords that you can get throughout the game. But like oh, okay. the main character, the main weapons, <laughs> as long as it's equal yeah. objectification. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone is an object. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's what I've been playing. Cool, chipping away at. Yeah, 
Now we're on to our new section. New section. Where Ubisoft, Ubisoft, announced a little bit of something about Splinter Cell, finally. Ubisoft CEO says Splinter Cell will be revisited in different forms. This is Imran Khan at Game Informer uh, posted this. And it's it's been quite a few years since Sam Fisher, the protagonist of the Splinter Cell series, has headlined a brand new game in two and two decade old series. While fans have been begging Ubisoft to do something with the goggle wearing super spy, Ubisoft CEO Yves Gumont has said that the pressure on a new game is too great. Now Gamont is changing his tune a bit and appears to be hinting at a new game, but ducking the pressure entirely by going a different, unspecified direction with it. While in China, Gamont spoke with other with outlet GamerSky and confirmed that a new Splinter Cell project is in the works. Don't expect it to be a traditional Splinter Cell game, though. There will be some new types of experiments, Gamont answered when asked specifically about Splinter Cell, but on more different devices. We are working a little bit on the brand today to come back at one point. We can't say when because, as you know, it takes time. But each time we have to find the right experience to come back big. The Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bit about different devices seems to imply that Ubisoft is looking into other avenues other than traditional consoles. At E3, the publisher showed a new mobile game titled Elite Squad, which looked horrendous, which brought together playable characters from multiple Tom Clancy branded games. That's not in the article. That's not that's in the article. Been, <laughs> that's Vince's opinion. <laughs> including Sam Fisher. This might be an indication of what Ubisoft plans to do with future Splinter Cell titles. Yeah. Which, uh, so it's like, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, Splinter Cell. Mobile. Uh, yeah, they're just taking the... the, the obviously, they want to use the Splinter Cell brand to just sell a bunch of crap. Yeah. Which like, is so irritating because Ubisoft is doing so well with, like... Like with like Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, now, Creed and Far Cry. Far Cry. And they're just Even doing... Even Rainbow Six is, like, yeah, doing super well. They're just doing Sam Fisher dirty. Like, there's, there's money so to be many, made. So dirty many, Sam Fisher there's, money. <laughs> there's so many people you like know, clamoring like we want Tom Clancy money, we man. Want another Splinter Cell <laughs> and they just refuse to make anything. I want to know when Ubisoft got the rights to Tom, Tom Clancy. Clancy. Like that's that's just such a They probably got a steal on that. Yeah. Cuz that was like, back when nobody Really, I believe nobody was going after that. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a classic, like Super Nintendo days license, you know? Like Tom, like, it's like they got oh, Batman. Let's make yeah. a Batman yeah. game. And it had to have been like in 1999 or 2000 or something like that, because that's when around, I think, was Rainbow Splinter Cell their first Tom no. Clancy game, or uh, was Ghost Recon? Or I thought Rainbow Six was Rainbow Six, Rainbow yeah, because okay. I played the one on the 64. It was actually yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, by that standards. <laughs> yeah. Well, if that's that's on the N64, that had to be like that, mid-90s. Well, that yeah. was like the first game I remember where they like made it a lot more realistic as far as like, oh, you shot that guy, he's down because yeah. he took a bullet, yeah. you know, and most games were, you know, a lot more arcadey, like you had to, you know, put a couple clips in them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, James Bond? No. <laughs> or laser yeah. bolts. Yeah. Laser bolts. I just love their like... Or like 40 or 50 like hand jump. slaps. You'd like jump. shoot them and then they'd like do Fly like a back. weird animation. And like, like even if there's how... an explosion, it's the yeah. same animation yeah. as being shot. And it's always... Ugh. 
like this. <laughs> or so there was uh, Deus Ex had that like ah! kind of noise, <laughs> and they yeah. would just fall. Yeah, fall. you you just sit there back and forth, and then the body would just fall down. Yeah, like there was no animation; old, they were just dead, just like Dark Forces. <laughs> oh man, like man, Dark Forces. We're getting way off topic here, but yeah. Dark Forces had like a it was like two D, like they yeah, 2D, like two D figures like Duke Nukem, like uh, yeah Duke yeah, Nukem and Doom, like, uh, and, yeah, Doom. yeah and then, like, it was Star Wars Doom was pretty much what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. But yeah, what? So like IO Entertainment, they were able to bring back Hitman, and everybody loved that. Well, at least all the Hitman fans loved it. And why? Why doesn't Ubisoft understand that? People want Sam Fisher. So there's different there's different sections of Ubisoft and I'm just I'm just wondering if they don't want to make another Splinter Cell. Like like they're kind they're out of ideas for Splinter Cell. And so Which was obvious with the last one. Yeah, and so instead Conviction of them, was more just action yeah. than stealth. So instead of them trying to force make this, which they did and people maybe the next splinter cell game will be a stranding game a stranding game is that is there going to be a new thing with death you stranding mean, yeah that's, that's oh what like that's what sam fisher is, be, is in death stranding now no no no, no that, a guess because opinions? because he said stranding is a new type of game like uh stealth oh, espionage really? when he created that for metal gear Solid, really. Mm-hmm. So he came it, up he with created that. a new genre. So yeah. are we? Are we already game. connected to I, Sam Fisher? I'm pretty sure <laughs> Kojima is just a genre all in its own. Yeah, no doubt. A stranding game. It's going to come out, and I'm going to be like, yeah, it's like a. Third What's your favorite action. genre? <laughs> like literally, I prefer stranding games. Like <laughs> every time I see anything of Indie Death Stranding, stranding. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it looks like a third person action adventure. <laughs> So like yeah cool Could, with maybe a survival element or two yeah he's like yeah right? stranding yes yeah. <laughs> a supernatural thriller that yeah. interacts with the entire world oh yeah yeah is that what a stranding game is I think so i'm excited we're for already that. connected ben we're, we're already connected. playing jokes yeah. aside i'm still pretty stoked on that game <laughs> uh ben's not really no, no ben's not. you're lying <laughs> I fell for it. Think, ah, I am a that, that's, the, that's the third lie. Yeah. Third lie. Mm-hmm. No, you've lied three times. You, yeah. you played done. me like you played AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Masterfully. Uh, for me, yeah, it's just weird that phrasing of other devices. Like, he said devices. Yeah. It wasn't like other consoles. It, like, he is thinking mobile. Yeah, either, well, either mobile or going to Stadia. Stadia, which they first thing they showed was Odyssey on Stadia. So Ubisoft probably has a. I just mm-hmm. think when you say we're gonna work on the branding, like um, yeah, that brand already exists and is pretty solid. It's obvious to me they're just trying to maximize the brand to sell something. Yeah, which. But they're going to do it big when they do. You know, the thing is, is like I don't mind that when they do it with big franchises. I mean, like. Mario, whatever. We're kind of used to that. But uh, the Splinter Cell is such a unique brand that it's like you can't just slap that on something, you know? Mm-hmm. And they tried to add a new... Uh, I 
think in not the last one, but the one before they try to add in a new agent character and everybody's just like, yeah. that's not Sam Fisher. <laughs> you know what needs to happen? Hmm. You need to get Snake and Sam Fisher together to team <laughs> up. <laughs> Michael Ironside and whatever his name was. Yeah, whatever. No, I was going to oh. say the new one. Keep oh, yeah. Now plays Snake. Well, no, not quite. David Hoyer. David Hater. Hater. He's he's the original Snake. Get Michael Ironside because the last Splinter Cell they also changed that voice actor, so it for wasn't Sam Michael Fisher. Ironside. Oh, he did the voice for Sam Fisher. Mm-hmm. I only played up like until the, the last one. I think I played the first one and then Pandora's Tomorrow. Mm. Yep. And there was a game called Siphon Filter, which Ooh. was very uh, similar. Made by oh, yes, I remember yeah. that. It's not as good. No, <laughs> it's really made by uh, Bend, the people of oh, really? Bend, Sony Bend, Sony Bend. Their latest game, the the zombie one that didn't do too well the at days first, gone. but yeah, Days Gone. Yeah. But now everybody loves. Oh really? Mm. It looked really cool. Yeah, just a biker gang killing some zombies. Yeah. Exactly came out really buggy yeah. yeah oh yeah i saw the clips yeah like, <laughs> like you just ran into a truck that wasn't there yeah or the i saw one where a guy was like crouching along and then a horde just drops on him <laughs> like <laughs> just, they just appear and then horde cloud i think i saw one where on the you. horde just starts falling through the ground like it's running oh, at nice. him and it literally just falls through the concrete hmm. it's like okay sweet yeah <laughs> maybe don't ship that game <laughs> <laughs> maybe check it a little bit yeah well, it's good now, and people are actually enjoying it. But yes, poor, poor Splinter Cell. Well, on to our next section, where we will be going over our favorite music in video games. Be right back. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome back. We got some musics, some some top songs, some tunes. The the video games world has lots of uh, some, melodies. We got some bangers for you. Yeah, some <laughs> some bangers and waffles, mash, yeah. bangers and mash. Sure. And uh, <laughs> we're doing top five. Top five. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I well, I put down five. At least I put down five. The way I I did my list was like. Top five soundtracks, and then I'll pick like my favorite song okay. on that, that game. Yeah, okay. that sounds good. And I'll start it off with uh, "Yours Forever" from Tetris Effect. Oh, uh, Will's favorite game. I hate Tetris so much. <laughs> that game seems like it please was play me this sorry. song.
EDM India. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is really cool. It's uh, I like that a lot better than Tetris. Yeah, that's like that. That was on the release trailer, and everybody was like, "Holy crap, what is this game?" And I think they really got the perfect beat along with that amazing uh, voice actress, whoever she is, for the soundtrack. Like the perfect combination, and playing it. That level is like the first level, and it's just pretty awesome with the visuals all behind it and yeah. dropping the Tetris blocks on the beats and stuff. It, I like music where it makes you feel like what you're doing is really important. Mm-hmm. And with Tetris, because everything you do is not important, it's really needed. <laughs> I used yeah. to I used to do uh, calculus homework listening to Mono. And which is like a super epic Japanese instrumental band. Mm. And I just felt like I must solve this. The fate of the <laughs> world, the world. <laughs> is at stake. Have you played? Have you seen Tetris Effect? He, he watched me okay. play it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Can't I was angry at me oh, every second. I, I was, I was angry it. that he spent so much money oh, on yeah. that game. And playing Tetris. Because it's a full price game, isn't it? 40. It's oh. like, man, you know this is on the Game Boy, right? <laughs> not with that music, not, not with, with those music, visuals, man. and you can't play that in VR on the Game Boy. True. You like Ben, big fan of VR? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I just <laughs> need to get you one. Have so much VR. <laughs> I just need to get one, but yeah, the fact that you can just play it, like it the that game you can just switch over to VR mode and actually play it in VR. That actually would be cool for 10 minutes. <laughs> so such hatred for Tetris. It's it, it's just like I remember how, how long till you die. While I was you know? playing it, and you were like, I can just you know get some synths and play it along, and you can do it in real life. <laughs> it's just like let oh, me yeah. enjoy my video game. Can, go away. I can make some music while you go play with blocks in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> just it's like, just, Ben, I, I made you these blocks. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you having fun? Yeah. So what's your song? More fun. Than <laughs> Tetris. <laughs> uh, all right. So my five, Ocarina of Time in general. Mm, fantastic mm, mm. uh soundtrack Wonderful. but the the standout is it gerudo village valley gerudo valley yes. yes he called it behold i also love that song
it's funny that I completely forgot about that song, which sucks because it also is one of my favorite, especially Ocarina of Time songs. Yeah, I kind of figured we'd have some crossover in these lists. So I uh... that song. You better get out your clamshells and your salsa dances, <laughs> yeah. your dresses. Yeah. All my salsa dresses. <laughs> <laughs> so a composer made a, a album uh, that is Ocarina of Time, pretty much. And he has a, a Gerudo Valley song, and it is like epic. Like if you think of a crazy battle scene at the end of a movie, it, that's... They hmm. put that music to kind of like that kind of feel to it. The uh, a runner-up, if you will, honorable mention, uh, Lost Woods is also oh, yeah. the uh, favorite. Would you find out she is the one been playing it the whole time with Ocarina? Right. But I, I would say, I mean, like the Legend of Zelda theme is probably mm-hmm. the one that takes the cake. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, it's. I actually don't have any Legend of Zelda songs on my list. Oh, really? But because I can't choose one. Yeah, <laughs> like you play it in your car kind of all the time. Like, yeah. I love uh, Link's Awakening's music. I love Ocarina Time's music. I love Majora's Mask music. Mm-hmm. I love uh, Link to the Past music. It's yeah. I I can't choose one, <laughs> so I was like, I I, I can't have it on my list. <laughs> Uh, however, for me, one song that I love, and it's just the most epic of all epic, in my opinion, is the Super Smash Brothers Brawl opening theme, which one. is done by, uh, oh, what is his name? Um, he's the guy who does pretty much all the Final Fantasy music. Um, and people are going to hate me because I don't know it. Oh, no.
that's the first thing you hear when turn on Super Smash Bros. Brawl. And I'm like, I want to fight everything. <laughs> and it was so iconic that even now, like, people add it to their, uh, like, if you go to online battles, that's, like, that's mostly the song always playing. the song that's playing yeah. because it's just so beloved. Yeah. I just love the, like, it's straight up just opera. <laughs> like, yeah. this operatic opening. Hearing that, I was, like, surprised. Yeah. Like, they, they made that for Smash Bros. Yeah. Huh? So Sakurai, the creator of Smash Brothers, for Brawl, he wanted to do something entirely different. Like he even went outside Nintendo, and I think uh, Capcom helped uh, kind of make the game as well. Um, it was either Capcom or uh, Konami, not Konami. Who's the one that did Metal Gear? That's Konami. That's yeah, Konami. That's Konami. Uh, I think it was either one of those. I think, I think that is one of the reasons I believe. Snake is in Smash Brothers is because they were able to help with that. Oh. It was one of the two. It was either Capcom or Konami, one of the two. But he went outside of Nintendo for uh, help with the game. That's that's interesting because yeah. I always, every time I see Snake, I'm like, how did he fit into all this? So he, uh, the original Metal Gear series was on Nintendo. On NES. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So. The, the original Metal yeah. Gear. Yeah. Uh, so I just love that. That game is insanely hard, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just been always one of my favorites and I just love the opening at, uh, opening cinematic is crazy. Cause it's like all the characters fighting each other to that music. And you're just like, yeah. oh, that, that wasn't slip space, right? No, that was, uh, slip space embassy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah like that whole campaign storyline is yeah. kind of going on during the opening credits. Yeah. During that music. Just perfect combination. Yeah. My next one is a game I actually do not enjoy at all, <laughs> but its title music was phenomenal. Uh, it's Civilization IV's main theme. Oh, I love this. Baba yetu yetu liye 
incredible yeah did you play for uh no i didn't actually well no i don't think i did it's so kudos to like people who make openings to games that are like (laughs) because you every time i'm i turn on that game and that came up i was like baba is just i got i got start building my civilization i'm not a big civ fan uh never really could wrap my head around the gameplay quite right and was never really good at it so it kind of bored me but man just randomly starting up that game and i just sat on the title screen and would not, <laughs> not press start at all like yeah. i didn't want to play it because like, it couldn't live up to how just goosebumps giving that that uh, song was yeah like anytime uh the instrumental breaks were happening it was like they're erecting giant buildings yeah. and it was like, oh, this is so cool. America becoming civilized. Yeah. Yeah. I love African choirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that it's was African or not. Yeah. It's on like a African language. It's a like a very uh, Lion King. Yeah. Like yeah. just so epic. The, so I went to uh, Andrew's church the other day, your dad's church. Oh. <laughs> and uh, they, uh, there was a, a missionary there that showed footage from Papua New Guinea. And I just remember, like, like why does everybody sound like they not a sing together? <laughs> like, they sounded yeah. so good. Not like here. Like, like when a group of Americans sing, it's like they're all trying to do solos at once. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't know what it is about other parts of the world, but... There's more of a harmony. Sing. They're all together. <laughs> they're all together. Technically and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That song, I've actually imagined... Like, I've just had it playing on repeat sometimes and like for some reason in my head i imagine like a group of animorph kids who like can change into animals like <laughs> like running through a, like running i through did a not field. know where that sentence like, was going they're but like that was running definitely through, the least yeah they're like running through expected. a field like in i'm thinking like an anime kind of style and then like all of a sudden when it gets to the climactic part they like change into animal form and then like i'll run and i'll like i've had that in my head wow. for a very long time isn't since, that what like, lion king's about yeah <laughs> changing into animals <laughs> well but. if you see the uh like the broadway oh show, yeah, yeah. like they're all people in mm-hmm. animal, animal costumes, costumes. Yeah. so they're like halfway there yeah yeah, yeah. except they're all animorphs except that doesn't sound as epic <laughs> no mm, yeah but in your mind yeah 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 oh i'm next yeah yes what you got what you got number four excited is from one I, I call it my favorite game of all time. We'll see. Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> we'll see. We'll uh, see. Cosmo there's, Canyon. There's new games coming out. I understand. Well, I think that I've I have become so infatuated with other games that I'm like I don't know anymore. Oh, oh like you know, like your favorite game of all time has changed. Yeah, like I love Earthbound. Mm-hmm. Like I absolutely love that game. But uh, 
Not that you'll hear anything from that. <laughs> um, Cosmo Canyon, Red 13's theme song. Oh, yes. funny how it's similar those last two songs yeah course. yeah very mm-hmm. native native american yeah. feel yeah also i was also trying to think of a final fantasy 7 song like one wing de- uh, angel is like the big one that everybody goes Sephiroth's to sephiroth's themes. theme yeah i completely for i've completely forgot about that and that was really good yeah, yeah that well and i i would say also just like the final fantasy opening theme 
Mm-hmm. I love so with the, the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Most of the consistent Final Fantasy sound bites that f- follow through the series, I, I love. Uh, no, Nobuo Yumatsu, I think is his That's name. the person who did uh, there. That's the <laughs> name. That's it. Nobuo. Oh, really? <laughs> He's the one that did the opening for Super Smash Bros. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. he is yeah. probably the best in the game. Oh, yeah. He is a master. It's like the Hans Zimmer yeah. video games. Was it him who, because you and uh, Kevin went and. We went to a Final Fantasy. Oh, you were. Was it him composing? We went to the Final Fantasy. He did all the. He wasn't the. Oh, he wasn't He wasn't there. the. Um, what's the word? Not composer, the conductor. He was Conduct- not the conductor, okay. but uh, it, was but it was pretty much all his music. music yeah, okay. and it was good. It was so good. Yeah, and they the last song was "One Winged Angel," and it was like yes. And yeah, they had a whole choir. They had a whole choir up in the stands, and uh, they're like, they turned around. and was like everyone knows the lyrics. Like you need to sing with us, and so like the whole the whole place was shouting Sephiroth, (laughs) like and it was awesome. Uh, Nice, yeah. And then they had the opening music. It was all. It wasn't just Final Fantasy VII. It was like all all Final Fantasy stuff. Medley. Yeah, it was Final Fantasy fourteen. Even though it's the MMO that I haven't played, uh, there's a lot of good music in that game that they played. So good stuff. Mine is a song everyone's heard. Uh, but the Skyrim uh, oh, theme, gosh, I didn't uh, even think about Skyrim. Dovokin song, absolutely. Um, it's just, yeah, so epic.
yeah. I just, I love <laughs> Chance. <laughs> so, uh, interesting story. The YouTube sensation Lindsay Sterling, she mm-hmm. does uh, violinist. She came to Portland area, and uh, friend Lance and I went and saw her. And there's also a guy who he did a acapella. acapella who did a Doa King uh, cover with Lindsay Sterling, and he is from Eugene, Oregon, and he was in the crowd, and he went up, and they did that that cover together at oh, the end crazy. of the show. It was pretty cool. Yeah. We were like standing next to him and his uh, fiance at the time. <laughs> no in way. The crowd, yeah. yeah. Wow. But that was a pretty cool thing. That has yeah. got to be like one of the greatest songs of all time for a soundtrack. Yeah. I Who is the composer on that? Ooh, that's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. Because I mean, that is like as good as anything Hans Zimmer has ever done. Uh, Victor D. Andres. Victor D. Andres. Mm. I, I wonder what else he's done because it's probably brilliant. I think that's uh, is he part? Of, I wonder if he's part of Bethesda because he does. I think he does all the because Marwin, yeah, Marwin yeah. has a very similar like feel. They, there's yeah. no music, but no, I mean no vocals, but has a very similar mm-hmm. the very epic score feel to it. Feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Both Marwin or all three Oblivion. Marwin, Oblivion, Skyrim. I love the music in all yeah. three of those games. It and really kind of reminds me of like a Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, this next one, uh, very emotional at the time that the song is playing, and it, it got me when I first played it, and still every time. Uh, it's the Leaving Earth, Mass Effect 3. That trailer is awesome. Yeah. And the the weight of Earth pretty much being vaporized by mm-hmm. the Reapers and that song playing as the uh, laser explosions mm-hmm. go and it's yeah. boom, boom. Yeah. Just so epic. 
Isn't there a scene where like the little girl's trying to get on the getaway uh, ship? Little, is it a little girl or boy? I, I don't. It's a, long it's a little movie. girl. The little boy. Oh, it might be a little boy because it's a little boy throughout the Isn't game. Isn't it the little boy that haunts you? Or it might be. Quote, unquote, haunts yeah. you. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think of Mass Effect for this list because all throughout that I think series, it's a more of a subtle it sci-fi. Is, but even like in the nightclub, the music's really oh, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Like, like they have uh, different nuanced sections that are all like pretty awesome and fitting. Mm. And do a little shepherd dance. <laughs> so a little, I did a little research. His name is actually Jeremy Soul, and for um, the Skyrim song. Oh, okay. Uh, and you asked what he has done. He actually did Secret of Evermore. Oh no way. Um, with for Square, wow. he's done all the Elder Scrolls, the Guild War series. Uh, he did Knights of the Old Republic, Dungeon Siege. Um, some people have actually just like credited him as the John Williams of so video games. Not much, like, just a- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's done ev- the reason. Yeah, Morrowind Oblivion. That he's done every single uh, uh, Elder Scrolls game since 2002. So mm. sounds about right. Yeah. Your turn again. Oh, me. Good old Will. All right. So for this one, uh, it's basically Bastion as a whole. Um, They tried a lot of things that I'd never heard done in a video game before. They chose like very uh, rugged, earthy, acoustic guitar with kind of blues overtones that uh, I'd... And combined with that narrator's voice was just perfect. Right. And uh, like... Up until that point, basically, when you play video games, it's very electronic, so you kind of get more of electronic sounds, typically, and this went, like, the complete opposite direction, so it's a really folky contrast Mm -hmm. in a digital world, and I thought that was very interesting to experience. The song that I chose, even though you could really go through this whole soundtrack, and it's all brilliant, um, Build That Wall. Yes. Z is things good.
it's done for the first time hearing that music coming in i was like this is different yeah completely different experience because the game like has your typical like music that is fun video gaming yeah but it's very very video gamey and then you get into that section and she starts singing it's like what's going on and then for it to be an actual character in the game that pertains to the song is pretty cool yeah well yeah, I I don't know like a lot of the music through it. 
um, at least on this soundtrack and what I remember is not very video gamey. It's mm, it's uh, a bit repetitive, like the battle music and yeah, some of that is. But there's so many moments where it's uh, much more organic feeling. Um, but like a lot of those guitar tones really remind me of the thrice alchemy index the earth ep i don't know if you guys have nope. listened to that but <laughs> um yeah that it's a pretty uh iconic sound for them hmm. um but uh side tangent there's a game called where the water tastes like wine i haven't really played it but it looks like it's uh, conversations with like creatures of lore driving all around america americana and hmm. the whole soundtrack is very much like that, like guitars and singing. Yeah. And, and it's should definitely note, like, the main voice you hear of of the old guy that's kind of like mm. the narrator is phenomenal. And he mm-hmm. kind of hums a little tune in it that's yeah. just, like, really paints the feeling for the whole rest of the game. And it's extraordinary. And it was this kid in like his 20s who was best oh, no friends way. with the developer yeah he just I had a really that. distinctive deep voice he plays just <laughs> like a 60 year old man yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does it yeah, very well I, was it his friend? i thought it was his neighbor no like, it's his it's okay. his friend that says hey that's you want to do this voice in this video game i'm making and he's like sure that's <laughs> awesome yeah mm-hmm. uh for me it is mass effect as well Ooh. but the ending song for the first game because it's so it's, isn't that like an actual song made by a band? Uh, no, it's only for this. Okay, it sounds like one. That yeah, like, yeah, that's it, that's what it was. Um, a, it's so we're not gonna play all of it. It's eight minutes long. Oh, like because <laughs> it plays throughout the whole ending credits. credits like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
And that's just like throughout the whole game, you have this sci-fi like kind of Tronish, yeah, Tronish kind of thing. And then it gets to this, and this is the ending song, and you're like, Bioware was is... very interesting with their credit song because of that. Just like it, I guess it kind of fits the sci-fi theme, but mm-hmm. it's just out of nowhere. Just this. So this was rock band. When Bioware is independent. And before they were bought by EA. And then at the end of, uh, oh, what's their fantasy one? Uh, uh, Dragon, Dragon Age. Age. At yeah. the end of Dragon Age, it's 30 seconds to Mars is this is war. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like, what? what? Yeah. Uh, other than that, like I love, I also love the Dragon Age soundtrack. That mm-hmm. The Dragon Age Origins soundtrack is incredible. And I, also, Inquisitions is really good as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just love that that's the Indian song and it it kind of like after such an yeah, epic long you're thing just you're like, just like <sighs> especially <laughs> since like the last thing you do is either make a choice to you, the choices at the end of like well yeah. screw the council you mean or kill the council council every time <laughs> I don't know I save the council Ben I save the council all the time I show them what humanity is yeah <laughs> saving people <laughs> yeah uh, my next one is for a recent game that uh, tapped into old 8-bit style of music. It's a uh, first steps from the Celeste soundtrack.
it's, uh, it's interesting, like, how Lena kind of made it sound 8-bit because the game is 8-bit, hmm. but also a new kind of feel to it. And a cool moment at the, I think it was the Game Awards, all the games that were runners-up for Game of the Year, all the composers for their for the games came together and made like a little medley of all the songs combined together. And Lena Rain was up there with all the big orchestra composers of Red Dead 2, God of War, and Spider-Man. So it was a really cool moment. Hmm. What what kind of game is Celeste? It's a platformer, platformer. Oh, a yeah. Twitch okay. platformer gotcha. about a girl overcoming her uh, depression, depression yeah. and huh. kind of... Uh, quote-unquote mental illness where she was just has this anxiety of never getting anything done and it was like the mountain celeste was her hurdle to get over hmm. well i think platformers make you both depressed and mentally ill <laughs> <laughs> and this one this one is definitely it's like a very twitch platformer but you die and it like takes brings you back in an instant hmm. so it's kind of easy to Kind of get like through. Super Meat Boy. Yeah, Super Meat Boy. It's yeah. just like instant uh-huh. respawn and try again. Super Meat Boy, awesome and infuriating. Yeah. yeah. That's Celeste is like a, yeah, much, yeah, yeah. Celeste is like a full story mode version of Super hmm. Meat Boy. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Hmm. Earthbound. <laughs> of course. Uh, the, I wonder the, what your number one doo-op, is. If doop group. Runaway Five, yeah, yeah. So I, I have to say, nothing. It was hard to choose a song because nothing I feel really stands alone as music, but the way that they captured what Earthbound is through music was is perfect. Um, kind of just that childhood adventure innocence in like basically a '90s small town is like mm-hmm. what it really feels like to me. Um, And so I just chose the theme of Lynette. snakes and beating up uh, (laughs) bullies at the arcades and finding secret tree forts and nintendo make another earth brown you cowards (laughs) what is going on they refused to translate mother they refused to translate mother 3 they scrapped their 3d one that they were making for the n64 what is going on i think it was done by hal wasn't it yeah which is smash brothers it's just smash brothers now 
Because well, so how really oh, first Smash Brothers? I don't know if they continue. Uh, so how really isn't around anymore. Sakurai left Howl, and when that happened, it Howl kind of came apart. <laughs> um, but yeah, they had this property; they could give it to anybody. Yeah, I mean, I think they still do some Kirby stuff. So yeah, I don't know if Howl still does it, but I don't know. I have to say though that there's so many different experiences you have in Earthbound that there are so many different songs that are mm-hmm. incredible just because they fit each situation the, so the snow theme is really good yeah too. winters um, the creepy creepy one in the three. zombie yeah uh four side and then of course you get your your funky like pharmacy soundtrack yeah. and then like uh mr saturn stuff mm-hmm. Boing. and Starman, yeah. and yeah all that man the great thing about those games is Something that you don't get in a lot of 3D games these days, where anytime you entered a place, it was a brand new soundtrack. Yeah. Like, going into a building would have a different theme. Yeah. Uh, like, like I'm thinking about Pokemon. Like, any... So, there was a funny uh, meme video that I saw where a guy in a 3D game had mm-hmm. found out the exact... Uh, moment where the sound changes and it oh, kept and going, going back, back and forth and, <laughs> back and forth and it's like yeah and so like and that that's the thing is like since there's no those benefited from going to a black screen when you entered yeah. a place so mm-hmm. you couldn't just that's spam that over and over yeah, and over yeah. again whereas with 3d games is most of them you just walk it has to be seamless yeah, yeah. and so usually it'll be like battle music or i i would say the one that did it the best is legend of zelda of ocarina of time like there yeah. was a different song but to you, every you place you went in enter that game. different yeah, you, you sections. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for mine is Pokemon Gold and Silver, oh, uh, Goldenrod City, which is essentially the the big city uh, for this game. I just uh the first time going into golden round city i was just like oh this place is so cool that's where the radio tower is with like you go on radio like go and meet all the djs that you've been listening to like on on the pokey radio that you got in the game (laughs) so great i was taken over by team rocket and you had to kick them out Pokemon, uh, very similar to earthbound just has a very jaunty plotting Mm -hmm. kind of music yeah it's just uh just fun and filled with adventure and it's like mm. you just want to go and do something yeah yeah that just kind of that innocent child mm-hmm. childhood feel yeah. where there's no real imminent danger but everything's optimistic yeah. and exciting and that was another thing i went to pokemon live as well and that was really good 
Pokemon a lot. Is that Pokemon uh, Life? Like kind of like a Final Fantasy. Life. They did the orchestra, oh, really? but full Pokemon Dang. music. And That'd then awesome. the last one was uh, uh, the anime opening, the original American anime opening. And so, like, they all played it and everyone oh, was singing along to course. it. It was so good. My number one Metal Gear Solid 2. Ooh.
gives me chills every time. Yeah. It's wanna, cool. Is uh, that called Shadow Moses? Is that the name of the song? Uh, it's just the main thing. Okay. And yeah, every, every time I hear it, I feel like I want to salute or something. Like when those <laughs> horns come in and that main theme that they haven't used since three because apparently some German composer said he made it before the game and they didn't want to <laughs> deal with any legal action. So after three, the... Thanks, Germany. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the Metal Gear Solid theme changed, but that iconic... Da, 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 I mean, it's called da, Sons of Liberty. Da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. Yeah. You get the sense that there's something important happening yeah. mm-hmm. during that. And the little lull in the middle there where it's like espionage kind of sounding. Yeah, it sounds like oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Perfect Dark or James Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Or Gold. Tobias Funke trying to <laughs> infiltrate a house. That's what I see when I'm listening to that. I mean Mission Impossible. Tom yeah, 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 yeah. Right. My number one, of course, Chrono Trigger. Oh. <laughs> Best, I mean, my goodness, I could play every... So, Every song on this album. So, just you said Final Fantasy VII game, favorite game of all time is Chrono mm-hmm. Trigger, like possibly there as well. It's uh, you talk about it's n- up there. It like Earthbound and Chrono Trigger yeah. are are teetering. I think Earthbound feels more complete to mm-hmm. me because okay. it's it's bigger. Like Chrono Trigger, you can beat in like 15, 20 hours. Okay, and I think that that's why. It feels well for an RPG. Yeah, man, yeah, that's just super just short. The, the I think I that. put sixty into Final Fantasy VI, and yeah. I still have not beat that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's Chrono Trigger. I think in concept and execution, it's it's brilliant. But there could be more, and okay. it's interesting that there hasn't. Uh, I don't know. Chrono Cross really didn't do it for me. Hmm. They tried things that I I think were a, a wrong direction for any game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh so my song that I'm going to play is the theme song of my favorite character in the oh. game. Who's Frog? Frog. Yes. <laughs> the hero named Frog who used to be a boy got turned into a frog. And uh typical story. Yes, typical story and it's actually sounds a lot like the other songs I chose. <laughs>
I like when RPG, like old JRPGs, had awesome, incredible music to their characters because when they came on screen, they're just like these pixel art characters. Yeah. Just like, eh. <laughs> and you're, but this awesome epic song is so in your mind you're picturing like strutting in and, exactly yeah. well and like with frog was like such a conflicted character that like when he finally had that moment of resolution and like yes chrono i will help save the world with you it's like this song comes on and yeah. it's like a brave heart speech yeah. ready to go storm the castle in 600 ad and defeat magus or whatever mm. i don't remember but it's all probably <laughs> like mesh together in there somewhere um for me is actually a little moment in bioshock infinite that you can miss uh where (laughs) um you pick up a guitar and you start playing it and elizabeth starts singing yes with you really yeah and it's a it's a cover of will the circle be unbroken oh wow um the original not the johnny cash not johnny cash uh was it Johnny Cash or was Elvis? One of the two. Johnny Cash. It was Johnny Cash. But he did a a remake of the song with edited lyrics. Mm. But this is the uh, original. There are loved ones in the glory Whose dear forms you often miss When you close your earthly story Will you join them in their bliss? Will the circle be unbroken by and by, by and by? Is a better Because it's when you go back, it's either when you go through one of the rifts into one of the, because you went through different rifts um, about halfway through the game, you start going to different universes. It doesn't play as long. Like that's no, just, that she, was a behind the scenes. Of, yeah. of course, Troy Baker can play guitar yeah. and was actually playing guitar. Yeah. And they were like behind the scenes going and singing along. Yeah, like and that's the voice actress is the one singing really? the song. Yeah, because she's got a beautiful yeah. voice. Yeah, and it's it's just this like small mo- like after you're shooting everything, and it's like this small kind of 
relief moment and she just starts singing and like your character and just the symbolism of that song yeah of like the circle being unbroken and that whole like you get to the end it's like you've done this multiple times in different lives and like yeah and like not to mention like a better house in the sky mm -hmm. you know where that whole the savior is in the sky yeah uh so it's just so much of that in that she starts just singing that song it's just that's so cool yeah it is an awesome moment that the first time I heard God Only Knows by mm-hmm. the Beach Boys was in that game. Oh, with and the barbershop just, quartet? Yeah, just like yeah. walking by this barbershop quartet. And you can just and like, stand there and listen to him where yeah. you can walk away. I, I did. I, I Well, I ran past him. I'm like, well, wait, wait a minute. What's going on <laughs> What's over going here? On? Yeah. And I just sat there and listened to it because I'm like, wow, I really like this song. Yeah. This is a cool version. Yeah. And so it was, it's that game. I mean, that game has an awesome soundtrack, but it's just when I I can't think of one song from that game. Um, And then uh, I just remember that I went and like learned that song afterwards on guitar and like singing it and stuff like that of just it was that impactful because you find the guitar in like a kind of like a slumish kind of area. And so it's like this kind of song of hope, this like little presence of hope. Yeah. within like this chaoticness and like a, a moment between Elizabeth and Booker that like you don't get for the rest like throughout Will the rest of the game and so it was awesome. really cool yeah so in uh, Last of Us Joel says he plays guitar and uh, Ellie is Ellie? yeah yeah she keeps being like one of these days you're gonna have to teach me and I was hoping that they would do something like they did in Bioshock but sadly I mean, she's playing it in the trailer. Maybe in the second one. She's playing the trailer of the second one, so. He taught her. (laughs) Honorable mention, I I didn't put in my list, um, but the intro scene to Final Fantasy XV has Florence and the Machine. Oh, yeah, Florence and the Machine. She did two songs. Stand By Me. Yeah. Yeah, did she do? I, I think she did, she did another, another one. one. But the her version of "Stand by Me" is really so good, oh, yeah. and that whole scene of them pushing a the car through together the yeah. is pretty awesome. Mm. I have another. I have two honorable mentions. One, uh, everybody has to listen to the moon moon level. So I had that on my list, and I took it off. <laughs> and after that, go look up the the new Ducktales TV show where that song is played warning you are going to tear up i don't know why but every time i hear it i tear up because it's just in the new show what is it moon uh one of the The characters moon Moon oh the moon theme of the ducktales game yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the nes uh woman i think it's oh it's uh it's scrooge mcduck's wife no his sister because it's who we do in louis's mother is trapped on the moon and she starts singing to some creature and it's the moon theme but with lyrics. Oh, interesting. It was a lullaby huh. she sang to them. Oh, okay. no way. Uh, and the last one is, I'm going to play it because it's so fantastic, Robocop for the Game Boy. The, <laughs> the composer had ever seen Robocop and had no no idea what it was going to be about so he just made randomly made this theme for it.
wasted on that game. <laughs> right, no, right. that's incredible. That's uh, I went through the comments and everybody's like, I would just start the game up and just leave it on. Yeah, like. <laughs> however, the funny don't thing is, don't you think of uh, a robot cop uh, taking down people when you hear that song? So the funny thing is, I can kind of, I kind of do, but not RoboCop. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, um, the Except robot guy Japanese. from the robot guy from Fallout Four. Uh, the private eye, Nick. Nick, like, just like if we made an eight-bit version of like, it was more of like a um, point-and-click adventure kind of game, but with Nick, which now I want. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, I could see that being the opening thing for that game of just like, you know, just you know, it's private eye, man, and just imagine a guy in his studio jamming out, yeah. and then be like, yeah. Okay, you can do whatever you want with this. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> What's RoboCop? Yeah. yeah. Uh, bizarre. I had to throw that in because it's that is awesome. Yeah, I love that. For me, honorable mentions, because uh, you I, you can't play them because they're just songs. Uh, you have to have the openings. Is Dead or Alive three and Dead or Alive two the remastered version of Dead or Alive two? Um, both had uh, the. Dead or Alive 3 had Dream On by Aerosmith oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. during the opening credit, and it's epic. Like, the opening mm-hmm. cutscene is, like, these people, like, it's a fighting game, and so it's, like, all these people, like, ninja fighters and <laughs> craziness, and then uh, 2 had Amazing by Aerosmith, um, and it's just, like, both of them just super epic openings. They're just normal, the songs, like, they yeah. don't change anything yeah. about the but songs. But on the backdrop of but, the... Yeah, uh, and so... Honorable mentions it. It goes to my like whoever makes opening scenes for video games, especially Street Fighter Four. Oh, oh, no, that song. Uh, uh, definitely uh, look it up. It's uh, so bad. It, is it indestructible? Indestructible. Nothing's going, going to stop me now. now. <laughs> uh, so and that's bad. for Street Fighter. Yeah, nice. it, like uh, I want to fight now. It becomes like this pop, that like pop song thing. Terribleness. Uh, it's kind of before J-pop really hit its stride. And it was, and it was very J-pop, yeah. but American. It was like, oh. yeah, it was like Americans tried to do J-pop, and oh. that's yeah, it was bad. It was very bad. Um, no, just opening songs, and then for me, Dynasty Warriors soundtrack. Like you play a Dynasty, <laughs> it's literally just like Japanese rock metal the entire time. It's just like. Dude. Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast was Had. just like hair metal the whole time. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and then uh, Harvest Moon 64 has Relaxed. really, really good. Um, I think you would like it because it sounds a lot like the music that you were. Yeah. Uh, Saints Row 3 or the third. I Need a Hero. Yeah. Yeah. That's... When you're going to either stop the villain or save uh, your the Shanti, Shanti on yeah. your team. And that song is playing it's while like, you're driving to get there. Oh, and and you're like, like driving as fast as you can to get there. Playing chicken on a tractor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see Footloose? Yes. That's an actual scene. They're playing chick- chicken on tractors and, and that, that song's, song's playing. Right? playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. See, I don't remember that part. Oh, well. My but. hero doesn't back down <laughs> when he's getting. <laughs> when he's on <laughs> a tractor. On, head on in a tractor. Well, it's uh, been a beautiful music-filled episode of Biomodded. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Nerd Weekly, on Twitter at Nerd Weekly Cast, on Instagram Nerd Weekly Podcast, and email us at nerd.weekly.forever at gmail.com. Uh, send your favorite songs or music from video games. Yeah. I'm 
at nomaco 2 on Twitter. I'm at WillieBSnazzy on Instagram, and you can check out a new story of me filming a hawk chasing a squirrel. It's pretty <laughs> epic. <laughs> and uh, I am Bearded Cooper on Instagram. I don't, I don't have anything new, so I can't tell you to go look at it. Well, maybe you should. Sure. Goodbye. Look to the stars, my darling baby boys. Life is strange and vast. Filled with wonders and joys Face each new sun With eyes clear and true Unafraid of the unknown Because I'll face it all